From ThatShelf.com, this is Black Hole Films. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. What's a black hole film, you ask? Well, you know those films you always meant to get around to watching, but you never did for whatever reason? Well, that's what they are. And this podcast is all about embracing them and checking those films off our lists and talking about them and whatever else happens to come up. I'm Canadian filmmaker Jeremy Lalonde, and I will be your host. You can follow me on Twitter at LalondeJeremy, or check out my website, JeremyLalonde.com, for more information on me and my projects. If you like the show, please subscribe to it, rate, review it, and leave a comment on whatever platform it is you're listening. It really does make a difference in helping to get more ears tuning in. And if you like this show, check out the others on the ThatShelf.com family of podcasts. And without further delay, let's get into this week's film. This is episode 115, and today I'm joined by my kids, Ephraim and Annie. And we're going to sit down to watch a few films together. Alright, so we're sitting down to watch the original first Toy Story. I'm Jeremy. I've seen this film many, many times. I have not. Who are you? Annie. Annie. And this is? Ephraim. I have seen it before. Many times. You're sure you haven't seen this, right, Annie? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, let's talk about... So why is it you haven't seen this movie, Annie? Can you sit forward a little bit, bud? Cause yeah. Because you, you've, you've known about this movie. You know the character. Who the character is in this movie? Buzz Lightyear. And who else? Woody. Woody. Because you did like the Toy Story ride when we went to Pixar, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, not Pixar. Disney World. Yeah. We went, there's a... Pixar, Pixar area of uh, Disney, it's in Disney Studios. Yeah, it's in Hollywood. Yeah. So what? So what do you know about this movie, Annie? Nothing. Nothing. Do you know what the story is? No. Know what it's about? If, if you, if someone had to ask you, Annie, what's Toy Story about? What would you say? <laughs> uh, I don't know. You have no idea what it's about at all. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while, so. I'm kind of like... You're on the fence, yeah. So we're trying to time this so this episode comes out when Toy Story 4 comes out. So, Annie, we're going to have to try to watch all three with you so you're caught up. I don't think we'll be doing all three for the podcast because it might be a bit hard to organize that. We might be sneaking the movies in or you might have to watch them on your own. But uh, but I thought at the very least we should watch the original. Uh, so I, I guess there's not much to talk about before. Because I don't want to spoil anything for you. And Rufus is licking And e- Rufus is having a lick fest over here that you can probably hear. That's okay. Rufus is allowed, right? Rufus, you, you do your thing, man. You let your freak fight fly. Whatever whatever makes you happy. Um, and any predictions? What do, what do you think it's about, Annie? Mm. If you had to guess. A movie called Toy Story, where the main it's character... It's about toys. It's about toys. Do you think it's about toys that are alive? Yeah. That can walk. That can walk and talk and eat burritos. <laughs> no. I don't think they can eat burritos. No. Okay. So maybe we'll just dive right in since you know nothing about this movie, because that's an exciting place to be, right? Uh huh. Okay. So you ready? Yeah. Yep. You're my favorite deputy. You got. All right, we just finished. Yep. And what did you say, Annie? Mm, 
that um, it felt like a half an hour. It just flew by, huh? Yeah. It's a pretty short movie. I think it's definitely Pixar's shortest movie. Yeah. So what what did you think? It was good. good. Did you like it? Yeah. What did you like about it? Let's let Annie talk first, Stephen, because she's new to it. Mm. Right. I like that um, they got back to his um, to um, the person that took care of Andy. Yeah, Andy. At the end. Yeah. Yeah. You uh-huh. like that they got back at the end? Were you worried that they weren't going to? Yeah. What did you think was going to happen to them? Uh, they were going to be stuck at that kid's house. At Sid's house. Yeah. And then what would happen if they were stuck at Sid's house? They're... I don't know. Well, they taught they taught Sid a lesson, didn't they? Yeah. How how they do that? They can't reveal that they're they have a, yeah. a consciousness, right? And they they kind of reveal themselves to sit at the end. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only time they do that in any of the Toy Story movies. I can't remember. Not the no spoilers. Sorry, spoilers. Uh, it does feel like a short movie. So this is so some interesting things, Annie. I don't know if you know this, but this was Pixar's first movie. But also, it was the first movie ever made, feature-length movie. That was made entirely on a computer, with computer animation. Wow. Did you know that? No. It's interesting, eh? Yeah. And if you watch the animation in Pixar movies it's, now... They're way better. Yeah, it's just more advanced. Because, like, cause like, wh- wh- like, when the dog is sleeping, when it goes up, it's, like, a bit, like... What? Pixely? Or just robotic? Yeah, like robotic. Yeah, it's not as fluid. It's interesting. Um, I noticed that in this particular, you can see the limitations of the animation that they have. And every film Pixar made, they really, really pushed it and they really, really made it go a lot further as they went along. Yeah. Yeah, so well, what... Actually, I really don't know. Because you couldn't tell? I couldn't tell. You were just enjoying it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So what, what were your, who's your favorite character? Woody. Woody, what makes Woody your favorite character? I don't know, because he has like a pocket for a knife, but he doesn't have a knife. He has a pocket. I think the pocket's for a gun. For a gun. Oh. His holster? Yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't have a gun in it. But you like that he didn't have a gun? Yeah. He it was is the, funny. He's a peaceful sheriff. But what did they put in that holster? What did Sid put in that holster later on? A match. Yeah. So, Eve, what did you think about the movie, having not seen it in a long time? I, I, the, the, the only thing I forgot about is, like, the biggest part of it. Which is what? Them going, them going over to Sid's house. You forgot about that whole section? Yeah. That's the whole third act. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty great, do you know who, um, Annie won't know who this is. But do you know who one of the writers on this movie is? Yeah. Joss Whedon. Ooh, cool. You know who that is? Yeah. Yeah. He directed Avengers uh, 1 and 2. Uh-huh. So he wrote, he was one of the writers on this movie. And I think, personally, this is one of the, this, this, this screenplay was the first animated screenplay ever to be nominated for Best Original Screenplay at the Oscars. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Did it win? 
I can't remember if it won or not. I have to look that up. But it was the first animated film to ever be nominated in that category. And I think there's a good reason. There's there's a lot of screenplay books, actually, that cite this as a really great screenplay. Because the structure is so strong when you think about how efficiently they set up the story and the stakes and the world. And then I remember the first time I saw this movie. I don't know about you, Annie. But the first time I saw this movie and they got abandoned at the gas station... I was like, what is going to happen? I was so shocked that the movie would do that. Wait, what is abandoned? Oh, well, they were left behind. Oh, yeah. Remember when they are fighting at the gas station? Uh-huh. And Buzz has that great line where he calls Woody a sad little man. Yeah. And the car just takes off. And they're <laughs> left alone. And I remember watching that going, oh, shoot. What are they going to do? And I love that about it, because I love it when movies are unpredictable. I thought they were just going to walk back to his house. But do you think they'd know how to get to his house? They're toys. No. That's the tricky thing, isn't it? And if they had batteries, they wouldn't be able to walk all the, to walk all the way. Yeah, I, don't think, I think Buzz might have batteries to help some of his lights, but it doesn't seem like they need their batteries to, to, to live, to be able to walk around and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think that's just the fun of the movie is that they're alive and they don't really explain how they're alive. They don't need to have... Well, the car shuts down. The car does run out of batteries, but he's still blinking and stuff. Uh, But I think... But that's... The car shuts down. It runs out of battery at the end. You're right. But I think that's... So that's the car functioning as the toy. But the car itself is still blinking and alive. So I think that just means that the remote and the wheels aren't working. But could the car still move? That's a great question. They, yeah, they they might uh, play hard and fast with a couple of the rules here a little bit, maybe. What else, Annie? Uh. What 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 did you see in this movie? Maybe that you went, oh, that's where that's from, or that you that reminded you of something you'd already seen because you just seen other things connected to this movie. I think. You, I... Go ahead. I don't really know. I think you knew the song, right? Yeah. You knew about the song? Well, a song. A song. A, uh, because there's two songs in the movie. What song did you know? Um, The one that like came on before the movie started. You've got a friend mm-hmm. in me. Yeah, that's a great song, isn't it? The Toy Story movies always have great songs. The second one has a particularly really, really great song. And there's a a new character. A new character in the second one? There's a whole bunch of new characters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we won't talk about that. I mean, we could try to. Do you guys want to try to watch all three movies for this podcast? Yeah, right now. Not right now. We don't have time today. So maybe that's the best way to fill this episode out is for us to try to tackle... The whole Toy Story trilogy. I think we got a little bit of time before the new movie comes out, so I think I we can do it. I um, forgot how they light the rocket again, because... They the use the reflection from oh, yeah. the glass in Buzz's visor. Right? Right. And that's another great moment. Is Woody remembers the match, and then suddenly the match doesn't work. Because the car runs by and does yeah. lots of... But then he and finds another. Match out. But then he finds another way to do it, which is similar to what Sid did to him, right? Well, and Sid gave him that little dot in his forehead, and he burnt him. Yeah, I love this movie. I uh, I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm excited to revisit the other ones too, leading up to Toy Story Four. Toy Story Three is um, 
I've, I, I forgot about Toy Story 2 and 3. I only saw them, like, once. What happens in them? Yeah. I won't say too much. Toy Story 3, I loved so much when I saw it. It was, like, it was a movie that kind of broke my heart. It's so beautiful. But, uh, but you know what? We won't take too much because we're going to watch those movies. And then we'll report yeah. back. So, uh, so do you guys have any other further thoughts? No. No. Any other further characters you want to discuss? No. So, Annie, what do you think would happen? So then let's just dive right in and talk about what we think. What would happen in Toy Story 2? What do you think happens in Toy Story 2? Well, they're definitely in their new house. In the new house, that's right. And what happened at the end of this movie that's going to play into the next movie? What do they get for Christmas? A puppy. A puppy. So you think the puppy's going to be part of the story? Yeah. I think that's going to be a complication? Yeah. And also, they got a, um, he got a new toy. It was um, Mrs. Potato Head. Oh, so Mr. Potato Head's going to have a wife? Yeah. Think that's going to change things for him? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be and exciting. what they actually mentioned at the beginning of the movie... Is that next month's garage sale? There's a garage sale coming up. Uh oh! What happens sometimes at garage sales? Um, toys get sold. Uh oh! That's a pretty good complication for these toys to go through. Do you think any of those toys might be up for being sold? Uh, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Think that's gonna be a problem? You told me already. Did I tell you already? Well, I can't remember. Anyway, well, that's exciting. So, so when we come back, we'll be discussing... Toy Story 2. Toy Story, Story 2. 2. We'll see you guys in just a moment. When somebody loved me, everything was beautiful. Every hour we spent together lives within my heart. And when she was sad, I was there to dry her tears And when she was happy, so was I When she loved me So we just finished watching Toy Story 2. Yeah. And Annie, what did you say right after? Well, that Andy came home from cowboy camp and he had, um, like, two new toys. And he fought. His mom set up ev- that all. Yeah. So first of all, I apologize. There's a noise in the background. Our window's open and the neighbor seems to be doing some yard work. So apologies for that little noise in the background throughout this. And um, and, and, and Annie's just going right to the end, so. That's okay. But so what would you guys think if you came home from camp or somewhere and all well, of a sudden new toys? I would, I would say that I would ask my mom and dad. And if it and if it wasn't if they didn't get it, then I would just I would just think that it was an old toy. Yeah. And it just magically appeared. That's what sometimes happens to me. And you'd be okay with a, a toy just magically wow, appearing yeah. out of nowhere? That you would that wouldn't freak you out at all? Well that would kind of freak me out. Yeah. Um, so what else? What parts did you really enjoy? I like... You were scared at the end, right, Annie? Uh-huh. Because why? Because I thought they wouldn't get out of the plane. And who's that? Jesse and... Woody. Woody. Yeah. And what's the horse's name? The horse is new, too. Oh, uh, Bullseye. Bullseye. 
and uh, Bullseye um helped um get to Jesse. Yeah. And you you thought that Zorg was in the third movie. Yeah. You remember that? But they yeah. do another. So what is Zorg? It was only a little part of that story. Yeah. Yeah. He was actually pretty little. He was kind of just kind of there for like an extra complication, right? Yeah, and then he yeah. was gone. Yeah. I remember that where he comes up on the elevator. That yeah. part. But like, I don't remember anything else really. Yeah. So what what was the story this time around? What was happening? Well, so, um, Woody was trying to save a toy from the yard sale, and he, um, and, and a collector stole him, not bought him. Well, the, the mom said this wasn't for sale and put him in the change place and locked it up, but the, the, the one, the collector happened to have a wrench with him and he opened the case and stole Woody. Yeah, he took him anyway, didn't he? He didn't care. The mom didn't want him to take him. Yeah. Not cool, was it? That's theft. Yeah. I would just call the police. And the collector was played by Wayne Knight, who you know from Jurassic Park, Ephraim, as, yeah. uh, as Gendry? No, what's his name? I'm not sure. He's the guy that steals all the samples and, and turns out the park and basically causes the overall mayhem in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. And we have, and Jesse, who is the new cowboy, cowgirl, I guess, cowwoman, is uh, Joan Cusack, who is one of my favorites, and Kelsey Grammer plays Stinky Pete, the prospector. There's kind of two bad guys in this movie, aren't there? Yeah. So there's the chicken man, there's the guy who runs Al's toy barn, and for a guy that runs a toy store, he's not very nice, is he? Yeah. Yeah. But at the end, he cried. Yeah, he cried. Because all the... Because all the, because they didn't get to Japan, and when he opened the case, there was nothing there. Well, that they didn't, they didn't show them. that. They didn't show that. Yeah, they didn't show that. No, but they were smart. They, that's, they used a very efficient storytelling technique where we were, we've seen commercials of him already, so they just cut to the a new commercial, and he's very upset. Yeah, and I thought that, like, the wall of Buzz Lightyear's was actually from the first one. The wall of Buzz Lightyear's? Yeah. Well, they don't really leave. Um, the The first Toy Story is pretty self contained, right? It just kind of takes place at Andy's house, the pizza shop, and then at Sid's house. Well, this time they get out into the open, and they get into a big adventure. Were you worried at all that they wouldn't get home? Well, I thought they wouldn't. They would just go to Tokyo in Japan, and were you expecting the movie to go? Out? Yeah, were you expecting the movie they to go to Japan? Because if there's something um, that can, like, move in there, in their cases, then they actually shouldn't have a place where they can get out. You thought that was a problem with the plane? Yeah. I, imagine how many, how much luggage is going to fall out of that plane on that flight. <sighs> yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe the hole wasn't big enough. It's kind of hard to see well, how big that like hole was. Backpack. Maybe. Well, you, but usually people have their backpacks in the plane, right? Yeah. So that shouldn't be a problem. Um, what else? There was the moment when they were crossing the street, you guys were really... Yeah. I noticed Ephraim, funny. you are like, holy cow. So, he, um, the plane, they, he was probably very mad because, um, the case didn't have anything in it when they got, when he got there. To Japan? Yeah. Oh, I bet. And he told the guy when he was checking in that he better be careful with his box because it, it's worth more than what he gets paid in a year. 
right? One would hope, given how valuable that was, that he would have got... Um, and he was a little bit arguing with the guy. Yeah, usually you get insurance on that kind of stuff when you're traveling, but he was traveling kind of last minute, so he probably didn't have time to do that. But also, he was the bad guy, so... He deserved it. Yeah, exactly. And the other bad guy, Stinky Pete, what, did he, what ended up happening to him in the end? Well, well they he knocked him off that flight, and he got it up in a, a girl girl's um backpack, and and he was, and she's like, "Oh, you fat guy, you need you're gonna need a makeover." Yeah, so she he's gonna get. Uh, I don't think he's gonna be in mint condition after after this. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I like too that Andy stitches uh, Woody's arm at the end, so he's even a bit more homemade and probably less less exciting for a collector now that he's been stitched up by hand, right? Yeah. And that um, and that um, everybody has the Andy on them. And, yeah. And Woody scratched his off. You know, you know it was interesting. Cause, what? Cause do you remember? Do you remember the part where they where Woody was being fixed up? Yeah. yeah. You were really affected by that part. I know. Abram, you were like, "Oh shoot!" Because um, the because I I thought I thought they were not gonna think that was on the Woody. Yeah. The paint on his foot, but at least Woody scratched it off. Yeah, Woody was smart. But yeah, you were right because you 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 sat there going, "No, no, 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 no!" Because that's right. If Andy saw that Woody, he'd look at the bottom and be like, "Oh, that's not mine." Yeah. Because uh, then my name's not on it. Uh huh. But yeah. then he would probably just put it back on. Yeah, but it was kind of interesting. What did you think, story-wise, when they all showed up to rescue Woody, but he didn't want to go? Mm. Were you surprised by that? Well, he wanted to stay with his friends. And he also wanted to go. Yeah, but... That's a tough decision. He ended up going. Well, he had a tough decision to make, right? And he brought his friends. Yeah, and that's what's really good. What I think is Pixar does really, really well, especially in this movie, is if they I was stuck in someone else's room, I would be like, "Guys, we gotta get out of here." I would take my friends with me. Yeah, but what's interesting in what Pixar does in this movie is it it makes them both really interesting options. Because in storytelling, if there's an option between something bad and doing something good, it's not really a choice, is it? Because you should do the good thing. But in that moment, he's there's got... There's no bad thing and there's no good thing. Yeah, because it was like, in, in one direction, he goes back with his friends and back to Andy. And the other direction, if he goes with his new friends, yeah. they don't have to go back into storage and people will love them again. And he feels like if he's not going back to Andy's room, he's letting Andy down. And if he doesn't go... With Stinky Pete and Jesse, he and um, Bullet, he's gonna let them down. Bullseye. Bullseye. So that's when storytelling is at its best. Yeah, but Stinky when they make... Pete wouldn't let them go. Yeah. But, but then. But we didn't know that to the end. That was a surprise that he was a bad guy, right? Yeah. yeah. But storytelling is at its best when you make a character have to choose between two right decisions, because that's what creates real conflict. If someone's just choosing between doing something good or something bad, that's a pretty easy choice, right? Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Um, so what did you think of this compared to the first movie? Did you like it more? Did you like it less? The same? The same. The same. The same? Yeah. 
And how would you feel if you had a favorite toy? Think of your favorite toy. Uh, Rufus. Rufus is a dog, not a toy. Uh, think of your favorite toy. You don't say what it is. Think of your favorite toy. And what if you came home and it was just gone forever? Oh, I would just be sad. Would you keep on looking for it? Yeah. 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 I would look for it basically my whole life. Aw. But here's the thing. You guys, you're, you're 10 years old and you're 7 years old. I would you're, look top to bottom. Yeah, you're getting a bit older. You don't necessarily play with your toys the way you used to. Even you barely play with toys at all. You're mostly on video games. What do you, how do you think your Lego feels about you not playing with it? Um, well, toys don't have feelings unless they can talk. Do you, how do you know? According to the rules of Toy Story, the to- you don't know that the toys have feelings because they don't, they aren't animated when you're not around. Or when you are around. Nah. Uh, you know what part really got to me when what? the first time I saw it and kind of every time I see what? it what? is when you uh, get Jesse's backstory. Oh, yeah. And you learn mm-hmm. about what happened to her. Yeah. And it has a song by Sarah McLaughlin, who's a Canadian. Ooh. And also, I have a Sarah McLaughlin song in my new movie. James versus Future Self, which you guys can't see for a long time. It's still, it'll be released sometime this year. Yeah. But I thought that was, I, I just love that song. I remember, I think the first time I saw this movie in the theaters, I, I might have cried. I might have had a tear in my eye during that section. Yeah, I think I've seen this movie once before, but I, that's probably when I was like three. Yeah, you probably don't remember. It's been a while. And Annie hasn't seen any of these movies. Yeah. That's okay. So are you liking them, Annie? Yeah, they're good. One of your funny story. Well, not, I I've, might have seen them when I was really, really little. I don't know if you did. I don't know. These ones kind of like got by you somehow. I think there's a couple Pixar movies that you guys haven't seen. You guys haven't, have you guys seen Wally? No. Okay, that's another one we can do. Wally's a great movie. Do you have it? Uh, I don't think we do, but we can find a copy pretty easy. Um, so I wanted to tell you guys an interesting story that's kind of terrifying as a filmmaker is I have this book called Creativity Inc. That it was written by one of the founders of Pixar. He's the, the CFO, I believe, yeah. um, which doesn't mean anything to you. But it's a great book if you're uh, interested in Pixar and or filmmaking in general. It's really about kind of, it's called Creativity Inc. And it's kind of about Pixar's creative process. But he tells a story at one point how in to- when they're making Toy Story 2. Because mm-hmm. Toy Story 2 is computer animation, right? It's all done on computers. Right. And so what happened was they, I hope I didn't tell this story already when we did the Toy Story 1. No, you didn't. No, uh, didn't. If I did, I apologize. I'm double dipping. No, uh, we no, recorded that a little while ago. We're, we, we've taken a gap between these movies. Anyway, um, he, when you're doing movies like that, it's all on computers. What happens to computer files? Like, even while we were recording this podcast, the, my software crashed and we lost... Oh. So what happens to computer files if you don't back, if sometimes they get corrupted? You lose everything. You can lose everything. So, but here's the thing. When you're making something like that, you're going to be really smart. And you're going to have a backup and probably another backup, right? Like, so two backups. Yeah. So you know what happened when they were doing Toy Story 2? What? All their backups died while they were making the movie, near the end. And the only thing that saved them... Was one of their animators was um, a woman who was pregnant while they're making the, while they're working on it, and she went home to have her babies and was doing some work at home, 
and she had brought a copy of the movie with her. And that was the only thing that saved Toy Story 2 from having to start from scratch. Oh my god. Can you imagine? Starting from scratch near the end would... Oh, it would have cost... Would take another year for it to come out. Well, it would have been a bit fat. Yeah, they would have had to push the, the release for sure. It would have been a bit faster because you, you're not reworking and reworking. You know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But man, I can tell you as someone who... Well, this happened to me once. So when I was making my first film, the untitled work of Paul Chappard, yeah, mm-hmm. we, uh, I don't know if you guys, you would remember this even because you were like one years old, mm-hmm. but we, it was over the Christmas holidays, our house was broken into and they stole my computer. So they stole my editing computer and it had all my, and I just finished editing the movie. And so I had a, a quick time file of the finished movie so Did I could see it. it? Someone broke into our house and stole and, and robbed us. So I got, we had insurance, so we got, uh, you know, we got all of our stuff replaced, but I had to re-edit my movie from oh, wow. scratch. Luckily, the only thing I had was I had a QuickTime output um, on a different, as back, backed up, that I could put into the timeline and see where I did the cuts, but I didn't know what takes I used. I didn't know anything. It took me a while, and it was heartbreaking. And it was the worst kind of work because it wasn't really creative. It was just me going through and having to like frame by frame find, recut the movie. And it was not fun. It was just boring. It was just terrible and heartbreaking. And yeah. But there was a, there was a good end to that story. Is well, that, is that, actually, they didn't steal your computer computer. No, they did. Okay. But you know what's awesome? What? Is the police found those people. We got my computer back, my laptop back. We got mummy's jewelry back. Yeah. And uh, also, they were they had kept my computer and were using it for uh, their own computer. And so there was all of these uh, websites and passwords for like eBay because they were selling stuff they had stolen from people. And also, it had information that led the police to some storage lockers where they were storing stolen stuff. So I was able, I called the police up and I was like, you might want to make a copy of this hard drive because I think there's a lot of information on here that you can use. And so they were able to, not only did uh, did we get our stuff back, oh, wow. but they got extra punished because the police found even more stuff. So more people got stuff back, which made me feel good. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then you, so you got all your work back? Yeah, but it was, but it was this was like six months later, so it was too late. I'd already recut the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now, so next we're gonna watch not today, but probably in a week or two, we're gonna watch Toy Story three. No, two weeks because we're gonna. Yeah, well, it's okay. We'll figure it out. We'll find a time before we see Toy Story four to see Toy Story three. So, yeah. what do you think Toy Story three is gonna be about? Uh, well, what do I remember that you haven't seen yet? Um, I don't well, know. I think it's maybe going to be about... I'll give you a hint. Can I give you a hint? that, that it, okay. It's not really a spoiler. Mm-hmm. The movie itself, because Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 2 came up fairly close to each other. Toy Story 3, I think there was like 10 or 15 years between movies <laughs> or they before they made a third Toy Story movie. And I will say this... It's not one of those times where... Because they could have made it a third movie the next year and have it taken place right after the second movie, right? This one doesn't. 
This one, also, the story takes place, I think, at least 10 years later. So, Andy is no longer a little boy. Oh, he's a teenager. So, the Toy Story 3 takes place Oh, I think I know. Later. He's going to try to sell them. Maybe. Maybe that's what happens. Oh, I think I remember. Oh, yeah. I remember a scene of a little kid in a car. Yeah. I will say this. Toy Story 3 might I be my favorite. I have another yard sale. But he's going to take all of his toys. Oh, maybe. Uh-oh. And then they all get separated. And then they put replacements. We'll have to find with, out. like, boring stuff. Yeah. I remember really, I remember watching Mummy and I saw Toy Story 3 together. Yeah. On a date before you guys were born. And I remember being very affected by it. And and uh, but I haven't watched it a ton. I've seen it maybe once or twice. I think you and I have seen it once, Eve. I don't remember. But you would have been young, so so well, I'm excited for that. About Toy Story Two, it was kind of confusing because they basically did it in one night in one day. Yeah, we that was confusing because it, yeah because um he was sleeping and he didn't even notice his toys were gone. No, he was at camp. You went to camp, yeah. Night? Well, he went to sleep right. He went to like overnight camp. Oh. And once he got back, he did look out uh, actually older. But that's a good point that you mentioned that they don't really mention that he's going to sleepaway camp. They just say he's going to cowboy camp. Because uh-huh. you guys have been to a lot of camps that are just day camps, right? Yeah. Sometimes. But this, Annie, this is your first year you are going to sleepover camp, aren't you? Yeah. So that's exciting. So you'll have a sense of what that's like. So you guys, so here's what you have to do. Before you go to camp this year, yeah. look around your room really carefully and try to remember where all your toys were <laughs> and where they were. <laughs> and so when you come back the next week, you can see if your toys got moved at all or if there's extra toys. Yeah. What do you think? All right. Okay. okay. So when we come back, we'll have just watched Toy Story 3. Just finished Toy Story Three. Yep. What'd you guys think? Good. Yeah. Good. Good that's it. That yep. is the worst review you could give. Because you know what it tells me? It tells me nothing. It was amazing. Tell me more. What do you mean by good? What was good about it? Nothing. I mean, Amy shrugging. <laughs> well, this is gonna be a short installment of this one. <laughs> no, it isn't. What did you think? For me, this is my favorite of the three. I, I like them all for different reasons, but I think this one, I think it's like this one, then number one, then number two for me. Me too. So why is that? Can you think about what reasons? What, what things did you like about it? That I like that when the um, aliens saw the claw and then they were about to get, um, like, um, got killed by fire um they the aliens just took the claw and and bring them up and saved them and it was like claw so did you so here's what's great about the ending did you think that they were gonna be saved Mm -hmm. what what did you think was gonna save them because they always um 
do something to help them. So well, I don't know, man. When, someone always does something. When I saw this the first time, I remember sitting in the theater and going, "Oh my god, is this what? How are they going to get out of this? Like this? There's no way out of this." Well, I I kind of knew that they were going to save themselves. Because Toy Story 4 is coming out, so... Yeah, for sure. But when you... So that you guys have the privilege of that. But when I saw this the first time, everyone was under the impression that this was the last movie, this is the end of the trilogy, and it's supposed to be a very, very sober, grown-up version of, of the movies, because... And it is, like, I think the ending is... The ending, when I saw it the first time, I cried. When... Because I thought it was so beautiful that... The toys get what they ultimately wanted. They they wanted just one more day with Andy playing. And they get that when he passes them off to the little girl, right? To Bonnie. Yeah. They get one more day of playing with Andy. And it's such a beautiful little moment. And it's such a perfect ending. They get to stay together. but And it's just a joyous ending. But it also has this melancholy of, uh, of what happens when kids grow up. I mean... Annie, you're still young. You're still playing with your toys a lot. Ify, you're kind of not. Like, what's this make you think of as a kid watching a movie like this and your toys? Right. It makes me feel like when I grow up, I'm not going to like my toys. Yeah, and, and you know, and that's okay. And kind of, and kind of the message or, or some message I think that it gives kids in this is that it's like it's okay to pass on your toys. Yeah, what, do think, what, what do you think is better for the toys? To go sit up in an attic or go find another child to play with? Find another child to play with. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. good way to do it. I mean, I know even you're big on, like, you want to keep stuff for your kids. Right? And that's a good mm-hmm. idea, too. But there's also this mentality that it's like, are your kids really going to want to play with the stuff you played with? Or are they going to want with the newest and, and mo- more interesting? They might want it. They might want some of it. I mean, as far as we know, toys aren't really real, right? Yeah. But the mentality is right, and that toys are meant to be played with, not to kind of sit in the shelf or sit in an attic, right? Right. Let's talk about care. What, what, so what I thought was really interesting was how, and I thought really worked, was how they whittled down the cast. Because, like, they, they kind of explain it's been, you know, nine years since the last Toy Story, and time has passed in real time, and he's older. Right. So he's gotten rid of a lot of the toys over, over the years, and he's just left with this, you know, half a dozen toys or so. No, uh, it's like a dozen. Yeah, it's like a dozen. And then we get Lotso. What do you think about Lotso? I Lotso really, was the I, big teddy bear. I, I've seen this before. So you knew that Lotso was a bad guy. Yeah. But I didn't remember anything else. Oh, that's good. So what, what kind of stuff surprised you? Like everything. <laughs> Except Watso being... I knew Ken was in it. Yeah, So and, and I told you while we were watching it who voices Ken. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Yeah, it's pretty funny. He's pretty great. Here's the one thing I think that is very dated about the movie now, even though it's only nine years old. There's a couple references to... They kind of poke at Ken as being effeminate and that as being a negative thing. Like whenever they, there's a moment where they see him in high heels and Bookworm makes a little face and they make a comment about the handwriting and how pretty it is and then they see that Ken wrote it and not Barbie and they kind of look at each other. And it's like, oof. True. It's just, is that okay? I'm not sure. Is it okay? If a boy wants to hear high, wear high heels, that's fine, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and boys can have pretty writing, right? Uh-huh. 
and decorated with sparkles. So that's the one part when I was watching this movie, I cringed a little bit because I was like, oof, Toy Story. What a bad message to send to kids. So that part I, I, I didn't like at all. I thought that was kind of poor taste. And I'm sure the filmmakers rewatched this movie now and they're like, oh, why did we do that? Oof. So what other characters did you guys like? Um, I like Bullseye. Bullseye's great, but Bullseye's not new. I know. I love Big Baby. Yeah. Because Big Baby is like this big brute, but also like so heartbreaking. Poor Big Baby. Yeah. Big Baby yeah. was lied to. I like Big Baby. Yeah. What about, What were some of your favorite sequences? Like, what do you like as a sequence? Like, I like when, um... Well, I know what I like. I'm asking you guys what I, you I like. I like when Woody tries to save people, but then, but then he, like... But then he gets in the same situation as them. Yeah, like, I think what, what Pixar does really well, and this movie does phenomenally well, is constantly putting characters in the worst situations possible, where you think, how are they yeah. going to get out of that? Constantly. That whole ending sequence is just mm-hmm. one bad thing after they, the like, next. just put, uh, what's his name? I don't know who you're talking about. The bear. Um, Lotso? Yeah, they just push him up, and he's like... And they're thinking, that, and then... And then they save him. They save his life. And then as they're way on the way out to the fire, they, they save him to push him out. And what's the nat- what should he have done? In that moment, you're probably thinking, oh, this is the moment where Lotso's going to redeem himself. Nope. And then he doesn't. And by that yeah. point, you've probably forgotten about the, the three alien dudes. Yeah. Right? That whole ending sequence. I love that this movie plays like a prison break movie. It plays like, uh, I mean, you guys probably haven't seen any of those movies, but when you get older, you'll you'll see some. But there's kind of a genre of film that it's like the prison break movies is people in jail. Right. And this is kind of what that movie is, and I think it works really, really well. I liked it a lot. I think it's great. I think it like it's got a great fun story. It feels like the next. It just it it's, it puts us in a whole new setting and a new and puts these characters in a new world. Yeah, uh, but like. Because they were thinking they weren't going to make a new one, but, like, because they, like, made an end like that. Yeah, and, and 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 that's okay. It's, like, hopefully the fourth one's good, and they're not... I feel like it's been t- almost ten years since this one came out, so I, I like to think that they'd only make a fourth one if they got a good story. But uh, I loved... I remember, too, laughing my, my butt off when uh, when they get to Sunnyside. Mm-hmm. And just the, the little kids, what happens? They get to Sunnyside... And they see all these kids just loving toys and being nice, but then what, are they playing with those kids? No. Who are they put in with? The toddlers. Yeah, the toddlers. And how do the toddlers treat them? Very bam, bad. Bam! And what? Draw, so, draw, drop. Oh my! I was like, oh my god! They're, they're dunking, dunking Jesse's hair in paint and painting with it. I was like, oh, I couldn't believe how badly they treated those toys. I know. And they, they what's the the bear's name is Lotso. And then, and they were to ask Lotso if um, he, they could be changed to where the, ba- where the like older kids go. And he's like, nope, no dice. But then what happens at the end when all the toys are, are working together at the day set? They take turns, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is kind of how it should be. You know, they, the younger kids need toys to play with, too. But it looks like they've kind of created a new fair system where they take turns, which is nice, right? Yep. Yeah. I liked, um, I liked 
what happens with Mr. Potato Head and how he has to use a tortilla. And then yeah. like, like a cucumber, it looks like. No, it's, it's a, a pickle. Is it a pickle? Yeah, because he had swords like a pickle thing. I think it's a cucumber. No, he says, it's a I pickle. Feel, he says in the movie, I feel fresh. Is a pickle fresh? No. Pickle's been soaking in vinegar. Pretty sure it is a cucumber. Well, I saw a pickle sign and he was heading towards it. Okay. I, I missed that. So you could be right, but it looked like a cucumber to me. Uh, let's agree to disagree. So now let's talk about Toy Story 4. By the time we're airing this, uh, this is going to come out around the same time. So what are our predictions or what are our hopes for Toy Story 4? We've seen the trailer. So what do you think is going to happen in Toy Story 4? We know that the one thing we know from the trailer is there's a new character named Forky. Yeah. And Forky looks like a homemade toy. Which we've never seen before in this world. Oh, I think the little kid made it. Yeah, I'm so excited for the idea of a homemade toy. I think that's funny. I think that's going to be really great. And there seems to be some kind of carnival aspect to the story. Is Andy going to be back, maybe? Maybe there'll be an Andy cameo. That'd be cool. I don't know. It looks like Bonnie's still a kid, so I don't think that much time has passed in the next story. And it looks like um, uh, Forky gets made and Bonnie loves Forky and then Forky gets taken away and they go off to save him because they know how much Bonnie loves him. So I feel like it's going to be almost a throwback to the first Toy Story where but where Woody tries to get rid of Buzz and then has to save him to get back into the house. Yeah. Right? That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, and there was like, uh, and Sid was in the movie. Yeah, Sid was in the movie. Sid gets a cameo. They get a ride back to the house with Sid, don't they? He's a garbage truck delivery dude. Yeah. That's kind of fun. Because he's older than Andy. Yeah. yeah. He's a little bit older than Andy, so he's probably in his early 20s. And he's driving a garbage truck. That makes sense for Sid. But he seems happy. He's bopping around listening to music. He has his big headphones on listening to rock and roll. Yeah. I think Sid, Sid turned out okay after after we left him in the first movie. He, I think he's happy. <laughs> he's happy. Uh, and, and the dog's really old now. Yeah. Poor dog. He's, and like, scooting around on his, like, belly. His legs can barely do anything. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's, let's do final thoughts on all, oh, yeah, yeah. all, all three. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember when he's, like, when, when he says the um, thing, the dog, the dog's name, and he just, like, mm. You just, we were expecting him to run in, like, like, the puppy, like, the last time we saw him, right? Mm-hmm. And he just comes in. Scooting. I mean, that's, the, that's what time has passed. Yeah. Um, I like how they did that. Did you feel <laughs> sad at any point? Yeah, same with you. It was really emotional at the end. Yeah, I thought so too. What about you, Annie? Yeah. Poor doggy. Poor doggy. Yeah, I think that dog's gonna die soon. Yeah. 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 Maybe, so, maybe in the movie. The I don't think. I I don't know. I think we're moving on. I think we've moved on from Andy's world in number four. But maybe we'll get like a little throwback to Andy. We'll have to look now that we've rewatched these last three. They're all really fresh in our minds. We so, can we we can look out for Easter eggs and little things they've hidden. Yeah. So what are our, what are your final thoughts on all three movies? Like what who's your favorite character in the whole trilogy? Well, I think in the movie four they're gonna do like Sid did um, with Andy, so they're gonna do like a little bit of just a little. Andy. Oh yeah, like a little Easter egg of Andy. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'd like that. I'd like a little a little connection to Andy would be good. Uh huh. Um, I think there will be an Andy flashback for sure because 
Another character that I know is in the fourth one. And then if there's going to be a fifth movie, well, I'm probably let's not thinking, get crazy. Thinking that it's going to be all Bonnie's life. Oh, maybe. And then she's going to pass it on to other kids. Yeah. Well, well they've already gonna, done, but they've already done that story. It's not that interesting, right? They they got to do something new. But um, okay. So what were you saying? I was saying one one character that I I know is back is Bo, Bo Peep. How do you know? She was in the trailer. Oh, and was. so we're gonna. Get, I think we're gonna find out what happened to her. So chances are we'll get a flashback that'll involve Andy. So I feel like we're gonna get an Andy cameo anyway. All right. So who's your favorite character in the whole trilogy? I have no idea. You don't have one. I like Forky. No, just kidding. You like Forky? You haven't met Forky yet. Woody. Woody? Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. Because he always cares. He always tries. Right. Mm-hmm. He's trying to rally everyone together. I love Woody too. I like Slinky. Yeah, I like how they constantly reinvent Buzz. The cowgirl, Jessie. Um, I I kind of like Jessie, but Jessie doesn't really care. She's like, we shouldn't try again because it's never going to work. Jessie's kind of a downer sometimes. She's like, Jessie's got come a, on. Jessie has a hard past. Jessie got abandoned and she hasn't quite gotten over it, has she? She's, she's like, like this, like, we're never going to do it. Yeah. I like, and Woody's like, we can do it. Yeah. Oh, I like Bullseye and um, and Slinky. I like Mr. Pig. I like the potato. They all have like these really distinct yeah. characters, and that's what's really magical about these movies. Is that I you- like Rex and Rex. They're all great. Like it's hard. There's not a single one of I these like characters. I like Rex because he's like, oh, he's so he's always scared, but but he looks tough. And Andy always um, tells people he's just the meanest dinosaur ever, but he's yeah. not, is he? Yeah, he's so scared. Yeah. He's always so scared. Yeah, that's what they do really, really well in, in Pixar, but especially these movies, is that by this third movie, you're really, really tied to these characters, and they have all their own little quirks and personalities. So good work, Pixar. Yep. All right, so uh, thanks thanks for sticking work. around with us through these three movies, and uh, we hope you enjoy Toy Story 4. Yeah. Uh, we're looking forward to it, too. All right. Well, thanks for doing this with me, guys. I was really, I was really excited to rewatch these movies. Okay, you guys have to go nineties also. Nineties? Well, no, maybe they're watching. Listen to this in the morning, and now they're gonna go see the movie. You can't, oh. you can't assume someone's oh, watching this at night. Yeah. Listening to this at night. Yeah. I listen to my podcast when I'm walking the dog first thing in the morning. <laughs> so well, get the to a. Th- so you should re- rewatch these if you haven't. Yep. And then go see Toy Story 4 and let us know you what you think. You guys can get no We'll be Amazon back on probably. Toy Story 4. We're not. We're not going to oh, talk yeah. about Toy Story 4 on the podcast. No. Oh, wait, wait, okay. wait, wait. What, maybe you guys are going to be a garbage collector. You never know. That's true. Okay, I think we're... You guys we, might be a Sid. I think we peaked. Let's all go to the... Thanks for joining us for the Toy Story Trilogy. Black Hole Films is a proud member of the That Shelf Podcast Network. You can listen to other episodes of our show and other That Shelf podcasts on ThatShelf.com. Please subscribe, leave comments, spread the word, do all the things that let others know you like the show and how they can check it out. You can find me on Twitter, at LonJeremy, and go to Facebook and join the group Black Hole Films. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby.